Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music with Clarissa Custom Music's very own Kerry Lacey. Welcome to 10 Minute Tips to Teach Music. Now I know what you're saying on the video if you're on the YouTube channel, why am I looking at a blank screen or why am I looking at a blank piece of paper? Well, today's podcast is all about a texture graph. Now for those of you who are listening on the podcast you might want to jump on over to the YouTube channel and watch the video because uh, it will make a little bit more sense but if you're listening in the car here we go we're going to talk about texture graphs. Now if you have my Oral 101 uh, resource which is the booklet that was particularly written for Music One students in New South Wales but is suited for any student trying to learn how to listen to a piece of music you would know the term a texture graph. What a texture graph is, is basically a score. So if you're looking at the instruments down the side and you're looking at the series of events that happen, you have big structures, you can have big sectional structures if you wish. If this particular instrument is playing highness register and it's doing things like this, maybe this one's doing some short notes, maybe this one is doing um, some sort of long notes, perhaps this is a rhythm of some sort that you might be able to write out. So a texture graph is basically the layout of what's happening in the piece of music in order in score format. The reason we use it is because a lot of the times with our listening we might not have a score in front of us so we need to make sure we have some sort of series of notes because we can't remember over a minute worth of music in our brains and everything that happened everywhere in reference to a particular piece of music. Now for the benefit of the students that I know that are watching we're going to listen to an excerpt that's the second movement of the oboe sonata by George Fru Handel. And the question is describe how pitch is used. Now for the moment, I'm not gonna worry about that question, simply because I'll come back to the question itself. What I'm gonna show you is how to do a texture diagram in real time. So the whole point of it is to try and get as many pieces of information on the page as possible with regard to the piece of music. Now I'm gonna play the recording and I'm gonna hear the first playing it's going to do a short pause and then it's going to do a second playing and then I'm going to stop the recording and I'm going to chat. So here we go. This is a texture graph with first playing, short pause, second playing. B is based on bars 11 to 24. It will be played three times <laughs> for you to answer part B. Here is the first playing. second playing.
To make it a fair comment, nothing on this page probably makes much sense to anybody. But the point of the texture graph is for it to make sense to myself. So I know that there is an oboe who's playing a melody. I know there's a bassoon and a harpsichord who are my basso continuo. I know that the bassoon is playing crotchet pulses perhaps. You'll notice I've used crotchets and quavers in here. They may not be the correct rhythmic choices but it identifies short and long sounds. And that's more what I'm interested in at the moment. You'll notice that we've got the, this particular oboe part has a descending line. It has a turn at the end before it goes into a long note, which has another descending line. The bassoon here is doing an octave jump and down into here. We've got some uh, cadential, like a, a cadenza type point. We've got like a, a little cadenza melody here in the oboe part. We then have a pause note that's held by the harpsichord and bassoon then there's another little cadence another little cadential uh, cadenza type thing and then we've got another chord and then we've got another chord and of course this last chord scrolls up and there's a little mordant at the end now you'll notice that these are the symbols that I've put in here it, like I said won't make any sense to anybody else this arrow means the bassoon is carrying the note through underneath this particular idea you'll notice I've created it in sections and that's the whole point of a text graph. Every time you listen to the piece of music, the next time you listen to it, you add something new. The next time you listen to it, you add something new. It's a device that helps you to make notes on a piece of music that you're listening to rather than a, where you've actually got the score in front of you. Obviously, if you have the score in front of you, then you're able to make notes all over that score. But in this case, we're dealing with, oops, sorry. We're dealing with how is pitched used. Now the question here says describe. It also says you to describe how pitch is used. They're the three big guns. So if we're looking at description, you need to tell me who is playing where. That's what you need to tell me. So I need to know that the melody is in the oboe part, that the basso continuo, which is the bassoon and harpsichord, are playing chords underneath the bassoon is probably being the bass line right so that of course when you're talking about pitch you can talk about the direction of the bass notes you can talk about the the inversions of the chords if you have that amount of knowledge you can explain to me how the melody travels in particular directions depending on the level of your listening ability and the command of the uh, terminology that you have when it comes to pitch we're looking for anything to do with the change of notes so don't be limited to just talking about the melody. Don't be limited to just talking about the chords. All right, try and if you can work out, if you've got great hearing, you might be able to work out the chord progression itself, which would be great. But remember, pitch is all about the change of notes. And don't forget with pitch, there's also pitch that is not tuned. Not that there's any in this case, but the last one is the word used. This is probably the most difficult of all because you've not only got to tell me who's playing what, where, but you've got to tell me why it's there. 
So the fact that the oboe has the melody, well, that's its whole function, it's its job, right? So you're describing the fact that the oboe melody is in its middle to upper register, the fact that it uses a combination of short and long sounds, if that's the command of the language you've got, has a descending pattern toward the end of the first section with a turn, which leads to a long held note, which then descends in pitch. So you can talk about that type of thing. You'll notice I'm talking about some of the rhythms and that's going to be okay. Because when you're dealing with pitch, you're dealing with the changes of the notes, but you have to have it within a parameter. In this case, it's in the rhythm. So why is it there? Well, it's the melody. Why is the bassoon part doing crotchets, moving crotchets and, and minims? Well, because it's the bass line. So it's keeping the bass notes. So the, the octave jump here, for example, that's something that you could talk about as an element of pitch. The fact it jumps to an octave and comes down into the middle. I didn't pay that much attention as to whether it was down to the fifth, but you could focus in more on the more hearings you have. The fact that these chords are held underneath the uh, cadences that are going, or the, sorry, the cadenza that's going on up the top in the oboe. So that's how you can use a texture graph. It's a great device. My students use it all the time for all manner of listening and we teach it in, in year seven right through to year 12 if you're out there thinking about how you can apply this. I love to do this as a demonstration. Everybody's skill level is going to be different to, to start with. So you might only get two or three things on the page. And the next time you do it, you might get six things on the page. So don't be frightened to do this over and over and over again. And teachers, don't be frightened to do it in front of your students. You're not meant to have all the answers all the time. So don't be frightened to give it your best shot. And if they've picked things up that you haven't, then that's great. It doesn't mean that anybody fails here. Everybody wins with this type of a tech. So I hope this helps you with regard to listening to pieces of music and trying to work out how to uh, explain what you hear through a written form. Don't forget to jump onto the website, clarissacustommusic.com.au. That's K-L-E-R-R-I-S-A, custommusic.com.au, where you will find a link to the video, the YouTube uh, channel video for this particular podcast. So until next time, have a beautiful afternoon and enjoy yourselves. For more tips and tricks, head on over to clarissacustommusic.com.au.